Right, uh, welcome to the Football Index podcast. Today, I unfortunately, well, we were going to have about five people on the show with uh, Liam, uh, Football Index, SOTD, RC, and Vaney. But uh, RC and Vaney have coincidentally dropped out at the same time. Um, so it's only myself, Lee, and Liam. Uh, Lee, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. I'm disappointed RC is not here to crash the index. Yeah, I'm also disappointed. But uh, hopefully, hopefully Arsenal really wiped the floor with Southampton to make him feel a bit worse. Liam, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, good, man. Nice to be back on. Um, like you say, I'm the same. I was really intrigued by what RC and Vaney may have had to say, but unfortunately they're not here today. So maybe next time. What can you do? What can you do? What have you boys uh, thought of the index for the last few months? What What's your feeling at the moment, Lee? I'm not sure, actually. It's quite hard to tell, isn't it? We've had like huge rises in the past um, three weeks on um, the top players, or two weeks on the top players, um, highest value players, and subsequently, it seems, drops on the lower end and, and middle to lower end. So um, it's intriguing to find out how that's going to... Uh, pan out because obviously those ones at the top are going to stop at some point and when they do it tends to mean the others are going up so uh, I think it's just uh, limited as I've sort of always said limited money in the market at the moment and uh, people want to be on those top guys at the moment it seems and you know it's uh, they're all going up so people feel good so they put more money into them and then they, they they're obviously going up because they're putting more money into them. So they put more money into them, and it becomes a bit of a, it becomes a bit of a snowball. And I think uh, that's something we've got. Um, although those rises could be uh, warranted, um, it's just big. Uh, it seems to have become at the expense of other players, and um, yeah, it's just the way it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's hard to call a top. It's hard to because we all said that you know. Neymar etc would would hit 20 pounds and that would kind of be the limit and some people said lower some people said higher but there or thereabouts was usually the number that people seemed to to speculate at and and now you're seeing people say well he's about to hit 20 he he has to go higher surely so it's going to be really interesting to see what he kind of maxes out at if he ever reaches that in the next um two months prior to the share split what about yourself Liam how are you feeling yeah i I mean, it's interesting if you'd have asked me a few weeks ago, obviously, like Lee said before, the big rises, I was a bit more like, it was hard to put your finger on what was really going on. Now, all of a sudden, it looks like, you know, the type, like Lee said, the top players are taking all the money kind of thing. I think it really depends which side of the fence you're sat on as to where, whether you think it's a good or bad thing. Obviously, like I've got a decent amount, not huge, but in, in the top players, which has kept my port up pretty well. But then there's people I know that, I've never touched the big players and they're like just getting absolutely battered at the minute. So I think it really depends where you're sat, but because obviously the most money's in the top players, that means the majority of people are happy in a way. Like, so I think the sentiment's good, but how long it'll last, like you said, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like you said, 20 pounds. Can it go further than that? Obviously if people are buying at 1980 or whatever, like 1990, the closer it gets, like the more people, I couldn't be saying oh, it's got to go further because they're going to buy then and hope that it stops at 20, are they? So I don't know. I think we should see. Um, I think it will carry on, but I, I just don't know when it stops and when that sentiment will kind of turn. So it's going to be interesting. I think that's a good, um, I think that's a good point about the market sentiment changing because it was quite funny because when the top players were dropping a little bit over or, or, or remaining stable, um, let's say a month ago, 
uh, and, and lower players were rising, then the market sentiment was different, wasn't it? It was as though, but the bottom players were rising. So it's a bit weird how now the top players are rising, some of the bottom ones are going down. The still the sentiment's more positive. I suppose it's because there's obviously more money in the the top, and people could maybe feel those. Um, uh, well, well, it's, it's more, partly because of the share split uh, announcement, isn't it, Lee? I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. it's all to do with the, it's all to do with the share split announcement. But what the share split announcement has got it going, I think, has kickstarted it, and I think um, people are just becoming more confident with them rather than uh, feeling there's there's risk. What, what what I tend to see usually happens is there's players that you look at on the index usually, and you're like, I think their value. I think they're going to go up really soon, but you're kind of sitting on the fence because you've got maybe money elsewhere or um, you want to invest in X and Y player before you get on that player. And I think for she- that that might have been the case with some of these players like the the Messis, the Neymars, the Hazards, the um, Bappes, Pogbas, all the guys up there, Salah, of course, those are the big six or seven, aren't they? And I think that as soon as the share split announcement happened, people almost fell off a cliff in a way they like fell over the that side of the fence but the way down was a bit further in terms of like how much money they were actually willing to put into these players which was really interesting to see i wonder if it didn't uh, happen um straight away though like it took, no no it's it it gradual Neymar went obviously everyone's seen Neymar yeah. go, but the rest of them just stayed pretty still and then three days later money started going into them and people see money started going to them and then it just rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and, and obviously you know Salah scored a hat trick yeah. Pogba had some more media so those yeah. things all kind of aligned for the top half of the index so I think if you didn't own any of those top guys I genuinely think you've been a bit unlucky um, <laughs> to say to say to say that if there's any um, solace in that because I mean Neymar rose on his own as Lee mentioned but then you had uh, Salah score a hat trick uh, Pogba get loads of media buzz Sterling as well get some media buzz as well so those guys all rose stratospheric amounts but uh, chats we had loads of questions uh, but before we just get on to those I just want to mention a plug a few things um, so you can you can head over to my YouTube channel if you want to see some good videos uh, there tutorials a few series that people seem to enjoy so please go over there and subscribe and if you want to see some written content well uh, one of my co-authors of the newsletter is, is on with me Liam where can people find the newsletter oh they can find it all over the place but oh, normally on our Twitter um, I'm always plugging it to be honest uh, even if I'm not on Twitter I, every now and then I try to get one out there we've got a link I'm pretty sure you've got it out there as well on your new you put out a tweet the other day a very helpful one for the uh, the new starters kind of guide I'm guessing you put it in there as well Um so yeah, you can find it everywhere. It's coming out tonight as well. So that's going to be Sunday evening at 10 every two weeks we have it out. So if you get on it quick enough, you even get this week's one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, good fun. And we've, we've seen a good response from that. So it's really good. And we've also got um, Football Index Trader on that who does the, the daily blog who uh, contributes to the newsletter as well. Both him and Liam are far better writers than me, but I, I do what I can. Uh, and if you want to hear my voice speak about just football rather than Football Index, head over to the State of Play podcast. Uh, 10th episode dropping on Tuesday and it's going to be a good one if you're interested in your uh, MLS football uh, and American youngsters in, in European leagues and that's going to be a good one uh, for for this coming Tuesday and if you want to collaborate or sponsor the podcast hit me up on football.index.guide at gmail.com or you can just DM me my DMs are open but 
chaps, uh, onto the questions. Obviously, we got loads of ones for Vaney, but he's not here. But I'll ask them anyway. Screech Sensei says, how does Vaney Index celebrate Christmas? So if you had to speculate or guess how uh, Vaney celebrates Christmas, what, what would it be, Liam? Oof. I don't know if my uh, my imagination is dark enough for that one, to be honest. <laughs> Just based off the picture, you know. Um, well, I really wouldn't know what to go with that. I think we should. I would save that one for him. I would hit him up and DM or whatever and find out before we put this pod out. I'm not going to sleep now until I know. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, what about you? Do you have got any ideas on this one? I reckon he'd be cracking nuts with his nan somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right i think the sooner we move on from that one the better in um f- football index now uh is snog marry a void or i'm f- I, f- I feel fruity or i'm feeling fruity shag neck dump the options are mike adam and, and tom from uh, football index I-, I don't know if this is going to land me in any trouble with the guys uh, he says especially after seeing them in their christmas outfits it only feels right and I'm sure this is right up Vaney Street, so I don't know if you boys would have answered this one. Or, uh... I mean, yeah, I mean, I could probably take a crack at that one, actually. Um, so for me, I would have to go, I think, as oh, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. I think I'd have to shag Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Reasoning for that, I think, I don't want to avoid him. You know, his company's done a lot for me. Got to keep the big man happy, yeah, don't you? But at the same time, I don't really want to marry him because I'm already trying my best to take all of his money. So I don't really need <laughs> to be, uh, you know, getting myself hitched there. Um, the other two, I would probably, I'd probably marry Tom. He's a nice guy, and I just want to avoid the Scouser really, because uh, especially on a day like today. <laughs> so I would have to avoid Mike. I'm very sorry, oh, Mike. Fair play. It's a bit easier for you as a United fan, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lee, <laughs> any ideas? <laughs> I think I'd probably uh, shag Adam Cole because he deserves it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, snog Mike just due to those uh, winks would uh, probably get me a bit. Bit horny, <laughs> and I'll probably avoid Tom because I think we'd have too many arguments over tip of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think Liam. I mean, not Lee, Liam Lee. I think I'm probably gonna uh, mimic yours exactly, but I don't think I can actually get the words out of my mouth. So um, I'm, I'm gonna move on very swiftly on that one. Uh, question from Buzzing Pool. Now we're getting into the serious stuff. The terms relative value, underpriced and overpriced get used a lot by the Football Index community. What methodology do you use when assessing the fair value of a future? Go on, Liam. Why don't you take this one away? Yeah, I think it's a great question, actually. Uh, it's something that I ask myself quite a lot, I think, because especially at the minute, like, as you know, I don't, everyone else will know, but I'm still in the thick of an accounting and finance degree. I spend a lot of time valuing things and working out how you value certain assets and certain stuff like that, investments, blah, blah, blah. And then the index is so different to that for me. I think it's very hard to use an actual, I don't want to say logical, but like an actual substantial method that you could use all the time. I think it's difficult because every player is so different and it's hard to find comparable players sometimes. So you couldn't look at like, just look at two five pound players and say, oh, well, this one should be more than this one because you could easily have like Phil Foden and like, I don't, I don't even know, like Thwavan or Isco or something in the same price bracket and they're very different. So I think for me, I think to decide on how valuable they are, I think, I, again, we mentioned it earlier, I think sentiment is a big thing on the index. I think a lot of it comes down to that. A dividend potential more at the top players, but 
other than that, I think sentiment is the main thing that I look at. And I, sometimes, and this is something that I never believed really before, but sometimes I don't even think the price of the player is that important because so many people ignore it now. I think they just go, oh, he's going to go up, I'm going to buy him. And they're not bothered how much he is or like where he is at, at price level. They're just looking at, he's going to go up, so I'm going to pay that price. As long as there's no huge downside, like, you know, it's not it's not like a Zlatan situation. I think that a lot of people ignore the actual price and just go in for the sentiment. So even though I don't really agree with it, because I think more people do it now, it's the way I'm having to start to look at it, if that makes sense, because everyone else is also looking at it that way. A lot of people, the majority of people, I would say, look at it in those kind of terms. I don't know what you guys think, but... Yeah, I've done it. It's it's really interesting, isn't it? That obviously people are going to buy players that they think are going to go up, right? Um, which is why there's been kind of a lot of chat about what happens when we reach market cap max, like because the ceilings are going to be smaller compared to what they are now because we're not at that maximum. It's going to be interesting that the, the pickings are going to be slimmer, aren't they? Because there's going to be less players that go up stratospherically. Um, Lee, what what do you think about this question? Very good question by Buzzing. Yeah. Paul. Although people did say we we're at market cap um, a few weeks ago, <laughs> so, so you know things can change quickly. Um, I mean, I'm quite try to be quite analytical and logical. That's how I've always took it because I think it's less risky, a less risky play. That is, I think you're not buying on something that it's not really there. Um, so I've always tried to look at returns and potential returns. However. Um, over the last few months, I have started buying more based on market sentiment as well um, and looking at comparative prices rather than just looking at returns and, okay, this person's done this much, so, okay, that's worth the money. Um, I've also looked at, okay, this guy's gone up this much, this other guy's very similar. Um, and, yeah, I mean, a couple of examples, I bought some... If Neymar hadn't got to £18, I wouldn't have bought any seller. Uh, but he did, so I bought some. And uh, Mbappe got what well, he's got to fourteen pound, and I basically bought some Dembele because of that. But no other reason. Yeah, it's that comparative value, so isn't it? I have changed. Yeah, exactly. So I have, uh, in that way, I have changed. So I probably might not have bought those two. I don't think. Um, looking at it the other way, but I just feel that. I'm probably going to go up um, just because of the way things are going. And I think there's there's a couple of ways to actually value a player. I mean, there's obviously the actual value or the perceived value is what someone's willing to pay for a player. Um, but there is that that side of things, the dividend return or the potential dividend return, which is what one might think is to more more logical or slightly more logical, but uh, slightly more logical. But as you mentioned earlier, that comparative value really is reigning supreme i suppose at the moment that's the market sentiment that's the way we're going um but but it is really interesting I think the only problem with that so it's interesting the only problem with that is that it can just it can just collapse at any moment in a way definitely uh, yeah where the if you've got sort of the um you know the other way which is a bit less risky that underlying value is is always still there um so it's more high risk but it's probably more it's probably more rewarding as well but uh, but aren't some of these buys for these? Uh, I I want to say the youngsters, for example. You mentioned this Mane Dembele Mbappe, who might not be returning dividends that regularly this season. But are are people actually looking at this future thing a bit too literally? They're looking at that three year hold um, 
very literally, just as we've been seeing people look at the 30-day window for in-play dividends, very literally, they look at a player. I mean, I was speak. I was at the. Um, I was at the Who's Got the Assist. Uh, they did like a FPL of Christmas drinks, and I went last week and um, got introduced as the, the Football Index Guide. And everyone was like, "Oh, I've heard of it, blah blah." But I haven't haven't checked it out uh, for a year or so, blah blah. Explain what it is, and um, they were like, "So who who are the top three players on the index?" And I said, "Well, uh, Neymar, Messi, and who's third of them? Is it?" Is it's it Mbappe? Yeah. It's Mbappe, yeah. So it's quite like, some distance now as well. Yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> but I said, um, but those are the top three, and they said, "Oh, Messi's up there, but he's he's already at his peak, isn't he?" They were like, "Why would you be buying him?" And then you have to explain all this stuff, and it's like, I think that people do take that future thing very literally. You buy a player, and you're like, "What are they gonna? What are they gonna be like in the future?" Whereas in traditional stock markets, I guess like people are buying. Uh, stocks or shares in companies that are going to return dividends or are kind of like low uh, dividend yielding stocks that aren't going to be that volatile in price. Uh, we, we don't see, I mean, for example, if you look at the top 10 at the moment, Ronaldo's not really moved. Case in point, he's the oldest player exactly, in that yeah. top 10. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, I think it's it is something that is getting looked at literally. For me, I can't, I'm surprised Messi is still so far behind Neymar because in terms of performance dividends, I think he'll at least match him by the end of the season. Media, obviously, Neymar much better. But I just think, I looked at a graph the other day, I was going to put it on Twitter, actually, I've not done it yet, but they compare the two prices over the last two years and they've always followed each other like pretty closely. Um, so I think maybe we'll see it eventually. I think once he wins another performance, um, Buzz maybe picks up an 18p, fingers crossed, <laughs> maybe tonight. But um, I think then we, we might see it happen a little bit more. But yeah, I think people look at age and I think it's not even just that that's how they're doing it purposely. I think a lot of people, like you said, you chat to new users or you chat to friends that are interested in it and they go, oh, well, Mbappe is really good. He, he should be up there. But, but they don't understand that his performance, and I'm not trying to slate him here, but his performance scores haven't been great. I do own some of him, um, but his performance scores aren't the same as Neymar's. They're not the same as Messi's. But people don't understand the metric enough from the beginning. And so if they straight away go, well, Mbappe is awesome. He's scored this many goals. He's this young player. Of course, he's great. He's £14. It sounds reasonable. So then they're interested in him. And then, like you said, they look at Messi and go, well, if I can buy Mbappe for cheaper and he's younger, then I'm just going to go for him. So it's like, it is, I think, the way people see it and how new users are looking at it. And, and like we said, really, there's there's so many new users and stuff now that you have to start following what they're doing a little bit because they they put the money in and that money is going to move markets. So you've got to kind of and, go and, with that. And- and whose fault do you think that is, guys? Like, do do you think that's um, the way that Football Index have marketed the product? Do you think that's the way they've onboarded per- people in terms of like the, the educational side of things, or is it the lack of stats they provide? I I think I think we can't say it's a fault. I mean, the 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 price is is price. Whether whether I agree, you agree, uh, and other people agree, the guy's fourteen pound, and people who have bought him at lower price have done really well out of it so I mean that's his price it, it's not really something I'm into just because of how I said I trade before um, but you know it is, it is what it is I think the thing the three year thing that people don't get is they say oh if Messi has like a six months injury you know he's going to die well 
if my apparatus has six month injury, people are hanging about on him. You know, and I think that that's what people remember. Mbappe's price isn't going to stay the same if he has a six month injury or nine month injury. Um, and I think that's what people uh, maybe miss um, misread sometimes. If Mbappe's out for a year, that price is is, is dying, and um, the same as it would for for Messi. Messi, you know, may go a bit lower than that, but. Uh, you're not going to get people buy back in, uh, whatever, whatever people say. So, I mean, I seen a tweet from RC yesterday about things being transient and people arguing with him. That's why it would have been good for him to be be on. And you know, things change, um, and that goes for younger players as well. Just because they're younger doesn't mean they're uh, not susceptible to these changes as well. And I'm sure they will be. And at some point, someone, some people will look at Mbappe and say, okay, yeah, I'm worth this price. He's not returning any dividends. If that happens, he could also explode and turn lots of dividends. Um, and at that point, then um, that might change the sentiment towards him. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to pinpoint a player, Luka Jovic. I remember, um, did he, is, was it, he scored five goals and he, he obviously won PB that day. Uh, but there were loads of people buying him just through speculation. And he obviously, he won PB uh, with those five goals and everyone was kind of like, oh, well, you know, he's going to suddenly continue to win PB or whatever, or the, the 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 purchases beforehand were justified. And we saw him reach, I think, a 460 or something like that, and now he's down to £4, probably because of the shift into the top players. But as you mentioned, Lee, like, a young player, just because they're young, doesn't mean their price is going to go up forever. They might long-term, very long-term, if you look at Mbappe's graph, for example, go up. But it doesn't necessarily mean just because the player's young that they're not going to have big troughs, uh, and they're not going to have big drops at any point. Piatiak or whatever his name is, who plays for Genoa, is a great example. Piontek, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what price did he get to? And and now what price is he now? And it's just because I think I think he got to about four pound thirty, and I think he's probably about three pound thirty now. I don't, I don't know, um, but I mean, yeah, Mbappe is a like world star. We we know that, um, but is he going to take the mantle soon off off the big boys? Uh, I think he's still quite overshadowed, but we'll see. I mean, you know, the, the the numbers that Ronaldo and Messi are still putting up is is extraordinary. So it just depends when then when those guys have have kind of stopped playing as well. I mean, I, I was again, I was speaking to someone at this uh, at this drinks, and they were like, "Well, you know, Messi's peaked," and I was like, "Have you seen what he's been doing this season?" Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not going to suddenly just drop off. A, even if he, even if his uh, output. Uh, went down by 20% next season he still wouldn't go down that much I mean like these I think people these players aren't gonna just uh, I I saw someone tweet the other day what if Messi decides to call it a day because he's won everything it's like well I mean you know Mbappe's won nearly everything apart from the Champions League so he's not gonna just suddenly call it a day it's um it's strange to think any any last thoughts on this Liam before we move on to the next question um no I think we covered pretty much all the main points, I think, yeah, that's the biggest amusement. But at the same time, like, I, I my thought would be, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Um, it's something I don't see changing, to be honest, because I think as we get more new users in, more people coming in with the same kind of thought. Um, and like you say, I, I agree with what Lee said. I don't, I don't think it's a fault of the system or anything. It's just people's thoughts, and this whole thing is based on sentiment. So if that's how it's going to be, then then that's fine. Um, but but yeah, I'll be interested to see. 
if Messi and and, and Co, like you say, with uh, Ronaldo, uh, whether they do continue to put out the big numbers, because I think once they start pulling in those eighteen Ps again or whatever, it's it's going to be diff- difficult um, to not buy them. I think you know if Mbappe catches him up and they're both at fifteen pound, but one of them's churning out twenty P in dividends every three four weeks, then. You know, I think it might, again, going back to the comparability thing, you compare one that's got no dividends, one that's winning a lot, they could end up helping each other out a little bit in terms of pushing the other one up. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes on moving forward, I think. I think I think uh, just got one more thing on that. I think the one thing people aren't thinking about as well is there's going to be more young players. So, the Mbappe's older. So, what happens then? I mean, and like I keep seeing tweets from people... Oh, this person's a generational talent for like there's a lot of generational talents according to twitter <laughs> <laughs> anyway there you, there you go um and I, I don't i don't think it's a bad thing uh it is what it is and um, but but yeah. but isn't it because we haven't seen one of these yeah. players fall off a cliff right i mean i even mentioned i think i got slagged off for mentioning um gabriel barbosa in barbosa in the um newsletter liam uh people were like oh well i hold him because he might go back to the prem but i was like well he was, yeah, he was yeah. one of those really hyped up youngsters. If he was on the index yeah. at 17, he would have been flying. But then he failed at Inter. Um, imagine what would have happened to his price. And obviously now he's creeping back up because there's that speculation. He's scoring loads in Brazil. He could go to the Prem, whatever. Um, but it's interesting that we haven't had that many of those. Like if he had been on the index at the time um, and like if we had seen that boom and bust I, I wonder what what his peak would have been like coming to inter as like the next neymar i wonder what price he would have got to you would have imagined kind of similar to vinicius and rodrigo right so could you imagine after that him going back to brazil these players aren't guaranteed to do extremely well and i think they're getting to those prices because we haven't seen one of those one of those crashes yeah, I mean, I know you wanted to wrap this up, but I think you're very right. I think the fact that we've got a couple as well in like um, Jaden at, at Dortmund and obviously, um, as you said, Junior at Madrid and who's the other one I'm thinking of? Phil Foden. As they, yeah, as they move up, the rest of them seem to move up because people are using the comparability thing again and say, oh, well, he's gone up, so this youngster should go up. And it's like, the, I'm a United fan and I, I know nothing about Maybe maybe it's you know ignorance, but I don't know anything about this. Um, the, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. And I'm just thinking, how is he higher priced than like, you know, uh, what's his Janik at at, at, um, at Juve? You know, the guy's been putting out PB scores that are good. The guy's been winning dividends. This guy's never played until like last week or whatever, and somehow he's three pound odd. And just because he's a Man United youth player, and it's it is crazy but then like you say at the same time people want to take that risk they've never seen it happen and I, I don't know what it will take for what you just said to happen for someone like one of these four pound youngsters to then just drop off a cliff because uh, I just think yeah well it, it, like what happens if if um, Foden had gone there was talking going to Spain or something it, it, would he have gone would he have dropped all of a sudden I, I honestly don't think people would have started I think it'd like, have gone up I think it'd have gone I think up they might have been a small bit got more yeah. on this is the I'd thing. have bought him yeah. thinking he'd have gone up. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, it, it's it's interesting because, like, it took the market a long time to recover for the big players uh, after the Griezmann crash, you boys will both fondly remember. Um, but when he crashed, you had players moving their money out of the other big players 
because they got really scared. They were like, wow, well, that's a long way down to go if something bad happens. And obviously that was a very um, isolated incident because we didn't have PB, etc., etc. However, with these PB uh, youngsters, I mean, if one of them gets an 18-month injury or something like that, God forbid, moves to the MLS or like we just mentioned Barbosa, he went to the Brazil, might be coming back, whatever, no one knows then we might see some big falls but then we might not we we always speculate as to what might happen and and sometimes they don't like you said lee we kept saying that or people kept saying that we might be approaching market cap max and we we uh we haven't but we, we've got to move on because we've we've only done one question um so we've got a uh, football index or fi money um he says as someone taking a break from football index when do you think the best time to get back in is uh a now b split share and dividend details provided c after the share split or d um other suspect it may be a unanimous now what what your boys thoughts on this if you had to obviously you don't want to give any you know not financial advice but you don't want to tell someone to do with their money but what would you be doing if you were actually taking a break right now um yeah if it was if it was me like you said this is not not financial advice but if it was me yeah i would be saying now um and that's not just because oh yeah i want him to get his money back in or whatever if he'd have asked me three weeks ago i'd have said wait because of the state that the market was in in terms of uncertainty people not really knowing where money was meant to go what's happening kind of thing but now the sentiment's kind of back the top players have got have gone up Obviously, I'm not saying put all your money into the top players, but eventually how we normally see it is that there's a shift and everything else gets dragged up a little bit. So I think it would be a good time to get it in now before the share. I think there's money to be made before the share split, basically. Um, whether you'd want to trade that actively, you could probably get away with not trading that actively as well between now and the share split and still make a decent amount of money between then and now, I think. Um, so that would be me. But yeah, not just because, oh yeah, let's try and be the positive guy that says now i think if it asked me a few weeks ago i would have said wait but as of right now i would say now lee i suspect you might say something similar um yeah i think it depends really uh, uh if you go into the top players i think we might see them go up a little bit more over the next week or so um especially the ones just below that 19 pound level um so yeah i think uh if you go in there then then maybe now um but i think it's like liam said three weeks ago i wouldn't have said do it now however when you think if you think back three <laughs> weeks ago was the best time yeah, to do yeah, it yeah, yeah. no because no one else was doing it so if you ask if you sort of flip that round and think, okay, I, I I'm never going to buy the top players because I'm, I'm wary of their price, etc. Um, and there might be more benefits to going lower down. You could also say, um, I'll invest money lower down because there's been a bit of a drop on them. Um, and, and, and it depends whether you feel that there's going to be a little bit more of a drop. My, my feeling is probably not. And um, it might be a good idea to to go into some of them um, near the bottom soonish. So yeah. So 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 now probably for both, but um, I don't think I'd pile in. Um, I think uh, I mean it would be nice to know the the dividend split. Although I mean my assumption is it's going to be a uh, a uniform ratio divide for the dividends. Um, possibly GNA maybe could be different. I don't know. They might want to try and. Um, pump that 
that temporary market a bit more um, by leaving that as it is. I'm not sure, um, but either way, um, I'm sure it'll be good. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, d- I, d- I think. I think it's a good time now. The, the good thing is about the market now is there's a feel-good factor again. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, certainly that after, positivity, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. and 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 that, and that will eventually run throughout. So, um, yeah, why not treat yourself at Christmas? Put someone. And, and also, I think a lot of people are waiting for 2019, right? I've seen a lot of people respond to my recent um, beginners guide thread. Like, this is one for 2019, and again, at those drinks, everyone was like, I "Might have a look at this over Christmas," you know, when I've got a bit more time. So, I think we are actually going to see a lot of money go in in the next two months, just because people have more time. Um, if you think about your your days at Christmas, you know, you're, like a lot of the days you're spending in. Uh, time with the family etc um, the the paycheck comes in a little bit earlier so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the market but I genuinely think there's going to be a lot of money coming into the next two months but I do think that of course there's never ever an ideal time or never a, yeah there's never really an ideal time to start you just got to start at one point just choose it and I don't I don't think it's dependent more so on the, the market it's dependent more so on yourself do you have the the time to create a plan and then stick to that plan i guess uh, that's totally up to fi money has another question though it says there appears to be a huge money uh, a huge amount of money going to the top dogs should we be concerned that uh eg neymar cannot be funded by shifting money and new users and investment anyone want to take this one yeah i wasn't no, under- i didn't understand the i didn't before. i don't really <laughs> understand this one either can anyone decide um, on this one i think um does he mean? Do we need to be wary because there's limited money in the? I think market? I think it is a limited money thing, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I think um, yeah, there's limited money in the market. The bottom, and you could be wary because we're seeing the top go up. So you could be wary at the bottom because the bottom's basically gone down because it's it's easiest to psychologically is those like it's you know it's three to four percent across the whole of the index. Let's say for example, other than the odd anomaly um but we won't talk about those <laughs> uh but the uh but it's easy it's easy to is them isn't it psychology i mean we all do it um you would much rather is a pain player than a four pound player in theory but it is the same and but that's why we've seen those drops mainly at the bottom uh especially in the one to two pound range um because of um yeah, they're, they're easy to press that IS button. But, I mean, some of them also haven't performed or, you know, they might have gone out of Europe or... Um, so there are other factors. So you can't just blame uh, money going into the some of the top players. Um, but, yeah, I think it, 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 if it's a question about should we be wary about other players, investing in other players, then um, I think... You could take it two ways. You could be wary, or you could see it as an opportunity. It's entirely okay how you'd like to view it. Yeah, I mean, first thing I think it's interesting that he says, "Should we be wary?" When he's just told he's got no money in it, I think he can uh, rest easy if there's nothing there. But, <laughs> but I think, I think no, I think there is money still coming in. As you just said, I think the next couple of months could be pretty big. Um, but again, it's easy, and as we've said a few times, like Lee said at the beginning, is it's easy when it stops coming in for everyone to go, oh my god, that's it. It's never, it's dry. The taps off, and it's never coming back on. Um, but it's it it can happen again. Um, I think something that went a little bit under the radar, maybe unless other people have discussed it, and I've just not been there. But um, the fact that Adam put out the tweet or whatever the other day saying categorically there is no Christmas deposit bonus. 
I think since then we have seen a lot more money come in. I think that I think a lot of people were waiting on that um, because they're thinking, oh, there's going to be a share split. He's definitely going to do a bonus, and then I'm going to pile in. And then once he said that, I think the last few days, I would say, has been the most my portfolio has gone up anyway, and the, the big players have seen it. So I think there is still factors. And the thing that I like about the announcement for the share split is that it went up or it's still going up from them announcing that there's going to be one in Q1. I think when they announce a date for it, it will then go up again. And then when it actually happens and they tell you the dividends or whatever, it'll go up again. So I think the way they've done it is they've really squeezed the most they can get out of it, to be honest. Um, I think instead of just, you know, us logging in that day when they suspended the market and there's been a share split and it's like, oh my God, right, quick, everyone panic and buy. Like I think they've done it slowly, but in a way that it's, it's transparent, which is good. Um, you know, they've already announced, they've told us, and it's just helped users, I think, to get their head around it and take the time and they managed to get two or three maybe big pumps out of it. So so I, I like the way they've done it. I think, no, to, to go back to your question, I think that, yeah, that there's, there's still, uh, I think there's still investment to come in. I think we should be fine. But it is expensive for Neymar, but at the same time, I, I, I just think that, you know, he might just slow down a little bit and the rest can, can then catch up kind of thing. It's not that if he stops, everyone else will completely stop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that it, it's, it's, I think, Lee, you've always said that certainty is so important in this market. Whether or not people are happy that there is or there isn't a um, deposit bonus, the certainty of knowing whether there is or isn't one is good for the market, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest thing with the index what holds holds it back i think it's not knowing uh we had it before pb before the squad uh when the gna announcement come out all those uncertain periods affected the market in a negative way and as soon as those have done and people know where they are more um it generally reflects in a positive way so um people have been wondering what's happening with a share split for a long time and now we know there is going to be one um people are more than happy to select players that uh, they think will benefit most um so yeah i think i think that's the matter and i think the index should um continue to think about that and try to remain remain as transparent as possible even even in the tough decisions that they make um because i think knowing either way is the best thing yeah no i think it's uh that that certainty factor is is so so important but we need to move on to the next question alex emery uh don't know if he's uh unai emery's son do you think the top players are overpriced now compared to the mid-range players will we see the cheaper players rise or the top players crash and i think lee you responded asking for a few examples and he said okay at 11 pounds plus you've got neymar messi mbappe salah and pogba as your examples and between in the three to five pound category Bernardo Silva, Young Min Son, uh, Eriksson, Aubameyang, and Mares. Yeah, so I, I had a look into this. So I mean, I, I asked for specific examples because, um, as a statistician by trade, if I selected certain examples myself, I could probably uh, bend the 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 story to a however I wanted. I think. Um, so that's why I asked him for specific examples. So. Just running down these. So I'd look at returns in the last uh, three months. So I think from, um, yeah, in the last three months. Um, four months, actually, sorry. Last four months. So we've got Neymar. This is at current price, today's price. So we've got Neymar, 6%. Messi, 
Mbappe, 2%, Salah, 6%, Pogba, 16%. So if you look at those figures, and I think you would say, for most people, I think minimum is probably around that 10 to 15% mark um, per, per year. So most of those, maybe except Mbappe, are more than doing that. Um, I mean, people probably want about 20 but I think for something that you play for fun, uh, an interesting thing, keeps you really engaged in football, um, you know, sort of 10 to 15 is probably the minimum you're, you're looking at in terms of dividend returns. And all those are um, d- d- uh, absolutely smashing that. So there's no reason why they can't keep going up. So looking at the other ones, I looked at uh, Bernardo Silva, zero. Son, zero. Ericsson, zero. P, 3%. Mares, 7%. So, I mean, take, take that, take that as, um, as you, as you wish. So those again, uh, you've got P and Mares probably doing okay at their current price. Um, so, but the others aren't really doing that much however it's not just about historical returns it is also about potential returns and i think the lower down players you're willing to take uh, so the top players you probably want your, your 15 percent so 15 to 20 the lower ones you're probably more willing to do to look for a, a lower return because you can also get probably a bit more capital appreciation and spikes out of those um so just looking at actual numbers would say that um, things might stay as they are. There's no reason why those top ones can't keep going up. And there's some examples there in the middle range that could see some investment. And there's also others that say, look, they're not really doing much at the moment. So there's no reason why money might come into them. But there's also, um, you know, they, they, may, they may drop a little and then, and then that might be a, an opportunity and, you know, the best time to uh, basically invest in, not invest, I don't you just use that word, but buy players is probably when other people aren't buying. And um, so, you know, it's very it's very hard, but looking at returns, there's, there's no reason why the, the current trend shouldn't continue for a little while. Um, but we could have selected, I think, a few different players and um, seen quite different results. And there's players there in the mid-range that have done, especially in that one per two pay mark when I had a quick look, that have done, um, you know, 25%. So, you know, that that's a, they're, they're ridiculous turnarounds. And I think the one thing people always need to be wary of when they talk about returns is if you win one PB 18P or 12P, it makes a huge difference to your to your returns and how they look compared to other players so i think everyone needs to bear that in mind and it's probably more about um potential returns rather than you know over the next few months rather than actually um what they've actually done before i think it's always sg who says that people don't buy for what they've won they're buying for what they can win yep so we've seen that with kimish so yeah obviously kimish if you looked at kimish's data the end of this season it wasn't it wasn't great um last season and you could argue that david alaba was a better pick now 
Kimmich just totally turned that round, as we can see. <coughs> and it's just the way things can go, and people need to use that, opportun- uh, that as an opportunity. So I think we'd, we'd actually seen um, Kimmich fall a little bit at times this season. And um, if people believe in him, you should go, you know, people believe in such players, um, you should go into them. Uh, I mean, look at him now. Um, so, but but I think I think in general I do, re- I, do I, I really believe coming back if you take that away um, just the you know the sort of fact finding that I did my actual opinion is that we're going to see some money go into that that middle and lower range just because they're less risky um, and they're more um, you, you, people think they're getting a bit more for the money as soon as those um, top ones start slowing down a little bit. Gun to my head, I probably would say that there's a bit more money to go into those big boys, particularly if the share split gets announced to be a bit later. People are going to see it as a as an opportunity to perhaps accumulate those players um, up until the share split. But I do think you're right, Lee. We will see money trickle down the index, and that's going to happen, um, especially if more money goes into the ex- comes into FI. Sorry, uh, but Liam, as a statistician, as does yeah. As a static, oh geez, I can't speak. Uh, as a statistician yourself, um, what are your thoughts on this question? I, I think I think Lee's hit the nail on the head with most of it. There, the, the analysis is spot on. I think the top players they're doing more than enough turnover in terms of dividends to at least hold their price when the money kind of you know when it stops flowing into the top players when that's not the trend. I think they've done more than enough. Well, especially you know Messi. Neymar, um, as you say, Mbappe has maybe got this um, young thing holding him up kind of thing. Uh, Salah, again, same kind of stuff. So I think they've done more than enough to hold it. Um, I think, um, as Lee kind of mentioned, I think if you'd have used different examples in that range, you could have looked, it could have looked very different. I mean, 2 I was, was just had a quick scan through there while you guys were chatting. I think, like, in fact, his top of the minute of today's, PB ever Benega is just I think he's just scored first whatever for Sevilla he's got two let's go Benega he's still sitting <laughs> <Sorry>. there like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's what I mean so he's sitting in there now still at um about what just below four pound I think he's dropped off a little bit he's already picked up um is it two eighteen p's I think he's on thirty six p dividends since the same time frame that you used um, since the beginning of the season kind of thing if he get if he can pull out another one today then you're saying well that's a big return on that kind of player um, like I said I don't think it, it should be taking money from the top but I think it will see money go into the middle a little bit Aaron Ramsey again another one not so much performance but transfer whatever coming up a little bit of media I think there's a lot more room to grow in price appreciation actually for those kind of players that have got a dividend coming in in the middle so Benega you know I don't, I don't see why £5 or whatever is so out of the question um, but yeah that's what I would say I think the top We'll definitely hold. You may see a small dip, whatever. One once it shifts back, because it's easier to pull out two thousand. Two. That's crazy to say two thousand for one hundred Neymar, isn't it? But but it, it's it's easy to pull two thousand from there and spread that across the middle. So, so you might see a little dip in the top, but I I think there's more than enough to hold it there with the dividends that they're pulling in. Um. But then yeah, the middle players, those three to five pound, whatever, the ones that are good at winning dividends, maybe not as often, but still pull them in, I think they, they will probably see a rise as well later on. 
I think as well, those three to five pound guys, they're often at the mercy of one rotation. I'm just looking at those players, Bernardo Silva, Hyungmin Son, even Eriksson recently, and Mares. all of those apart from Aubameyang are quite heavily rotated by their manager. And if you look at also some of those guys that you just mentioned, Eva Benega, for example, I thought I think we saw it with uh, Danny Parejo last season. If their teams stop performing well, they can plummet. Like, but where, whereas if you have a player at um, a PSG, a Man City who, who regularly starts, a Barcelona, uh, or the big teams, Bayern Munich, who, who regularly win, you've got more of a chance of winning dividends. Um, so, so it is that frequency factor as well. How often they win is definitely going to um, reflect on their returns, isn't it? And I, th- I think something that we're missing um, that we haven't really mentioned yet about when this, these big rises, but I mean, I, I always judge people judge the index on different ways but i think i always judge it on the the top player price so if if neymar is 19 pound that is very good for everyone so however you see it if someone is 19 pound and someone is one pound then that one pound player is going to look more attractive than neymar being 10 pound so it just it just makes the whole of the index, name I've been 19 pound, makes the whole of the index look more attractive. It doesn't make anyone, doesn't make anyone look less attractive. It makes everyone look more attractive. And I think that's a, a big point. And um, yeah, I think that's a big positive at the moment. And why we'll see good money go in January, February, which I think historically is, has been always been a good time for um, growth. Yeah, I think I do agree. I do think we'll see a, a good period of growth, uh, particularly first quarter of 2019, I think. Well, that's just my opinion. That's just me guessing, is it? No one can predict it for, for sure. Uh, but we've got to move on. And uh, before we move on, I just want to say that this podcast is sponsored by Final Runner. Lee, Liam, have you heard of Final Runner? I have. You've been telling me very good things. Um, <laughs> quite interested, actually. I've heard... Um similar game be played down at like the local pub kind of thing never been able to get involved because they're always waiting on the game to finish or whatever so so no i'm, I'm interested yeah i'm gonna have a look at this lee, uh, lee yourself have you had a look yeah i've had a look um i haven't played it yet but i obviously spoke to you about it um i just need to take some of my time away from doing uh football index fpl and general gambling <laughs> give, <laughs> give that a go um but yeah i'm gonna give it a go but basically what it is, it's a last man standing game. So what you do is you try and pick a winning team every game week and the last man standing wins a portion of the pot, which is the combination of the stakes entered and the stake is usually on average about tenner. That's what we've been playing with the, the Figcast competitions. And it's quite nice because your stakes could last a long time. So I'm still in the comp that we're running and uh, I'm, you know, that, that 10 quid has lasted almost a month now. So if you head over to www.finalrunner.com you can join a competition that we've now launched it's called merry fig cast or merry figmas i think figmas probably should work better uh merry figmas and uh the first game along is com- uh, the first game is coming along really nicely i think mane for nothing pierre fi who was on the, the podcast before posh index trader and fi big don big don who seems to have some a, a real depth of uh, football knowledge is already out and if you join you know the bigger the pot the bigger t- uh, the bigger your potential winning so if you get your mates involved uh, there's there's a potential to win uh, an even bigger pot and what i really like about them as well is um if you create your own game as an organization uh, you can try and use it as kind of a fundraising platform so lee for example you and uh, beard poo if you want to give them a little plug 
Oh, we'll give Beard Poo a plug. So if anyone's looking for Christmas presents this year, <laughs> we're doing an Xmas offer. Uh, we give 25% to a charity called Calm that um, uh, supports uh, male suicide, which is the biggest killer of men aged between uh, 21 and 40 in the UK. Uh, so if anyone's looking for a, a uh, any Christmas presents or anything, please buy some Beard Poo from beardpoo.com. Cheers. <laughs> so, for example, if Lee wanted to raise some money, he could create a beard poo comp on uh, Final Runner, and he could uh, raise some money. And whether or not that goes to helping his business uh, keep running, or he uh, gives its charity to um, to the charity that he supports with beard poo, you can do that also. If you're trying to publish your own book or something there or thereabouts, so yeah, definitely head over to www.finalrunner.com or check them out on Twitter. I think it's at finalrunner.com on Twitter. Uh, but we'll move on with the show. Uh, I don't actually know who this is. Who this is from? Sorry, I've completely blanked out on this one. Um, he says, "What is the most significant thing you want me to find out and ask the football index lot?" Yeah, I'm lost on that one. I think. Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, like, what, what do you got? What I guess what the question is, like, what do you want Football Index to come out and either talk about or um, alleviate any concerns on, or yeah, just uh, what, what do you want them to see announced in in the next uh, few months? I guess. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm with you. So the question is aimed at me and Lee to ask you to ask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very Chinese. Yeah, whispers. pretty much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know. I'm quite happy at the minute. And it's not just because of the money coming in and stuff. I think they've been very good recently with the transparency with the things that they've been saying um, the things that they've let us know on um, the goal and assist bonus thing, the way they kept that the same. Obviously, the main thing I want to know is how many ways, if you like, they're going to do the share split. So if it's going to be half or a quarter. A lot of people have mentioned quarter because it was last time, but I'm not sure whether it will be personally. Um, and also the, the dividends, obviously, would be the main things I want to know. Um, but I'm sure we will find those out in due course. So I'm not, I've not got any really burning questions that are holding me back from any kind of investment or anything at the minute. Um, but they're, they're the main things that are intriguing me or that are on my mind, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, it's nothing uh, I'm overly concerned about at the moment. Uh, obviously, order books is going to happen at some point in the future. I'd like to know how um, they plan to roll that out with IS. Um, I think that's my main. I think that'd be my main, um, my main, my main, my main question at the moment. Yeah, that was from uh, from Football Index Dragon actually. But yeah, it's interesting. I think what I will say the questions that I've put together in a Google Doc and send them over. There is so much in there that people want to know. It's going to be nearly impossible to to get everything out of them, um, which which is natural. But I think that yeah, I agree with Liam. We're in a good place at the moment. I think the in play dividends kind of fiasco has washed over its water under the bridge now i think um there was a lot of people on twitter who were unhappy at how that went and uh, unhappy at extra dividends which is obviously strange but more unhappy at the uh, execution that the communication which to be fair to them for the next announcement they did extremely well didn't they but um we'll move on to the next question james fraser are any of you bottom pickers i quite like that phrase uh, and if so how do you establish that a player has reached the bottom of their fall before buying in i don't know i think you more than ever, I think it's got feeling. and But I think that's because I've been on the index quite a long time. Uh, I will have a quick look at the graph, maybe see what's happened in the last month. If someone catches my eye and I think, oh, I've seen him at a higher price before. Um, I think that I think that's probably the, 
the way I do it. Uh, a couple of examples. I mean, Kimish I picked up when he dropped. Um, I'd actually sold him, and he and he dropped back down, and I thought, oh, that seems a little bit low. I'll, I'll buy some more. So I, I picked him when he dropped recently to around four pound ish. And uh, another at the other end, another recent one was um, Javier Hernandez. I think he he went up to about one pound thirty. Uh, West Ham have got some very good fixtures, and then he dropped completely off after one game. So I, I bought uh, a few hundred then, and then he popped back up to one pound thirty yesterday. Uh, he dropped back down to about one pound nine, one pound eight, and um, I just seen that and just felt oh it'll, it'll go up again, and I think he went up to about one thirty yesterday. Um, yeah, so I think mainly gut instinct, but I will have a look at their graph, and if their one month, seven day graph or something is not too bad, then um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll generally uh, just pick up a few. And sometimes. I- Sometimes, sorry. Sometimes I don't get when I'm trying to do that. I don't get too heavy when they go down. I, I, in case they go down a little bit more, so I might just buy maybe one or two hundred and see what what happens. I generally buy in hundreds um, and see what happens, and then buy another couple of hundred if they go down again. Um, I know Jay who um, who's been on this quite a few times. When I spoke to him, he he buy he just picked. As they're slowly going down, he just picks up the odd 25, I think. And um, I think that's quite a good... Protecting yourself quite a bit with that. Because if they suddenly go up, you, you've got some. But if they keep going down, then you, you're not overexposed. Um, so I think... I, I know he does that. And I, I don't think... That, I think that's a pretty good uh, method if you, if you want to test it out anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's averaging yourself in, isn't it? And it, it, as you mentioned, it does protect yourself. Uh, I think when accumulating any player, you do want to... Um, kind of go quite slowly and 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 do it bit by bit um what about yourself Liam are you a bottom picker <laughs> well not so not so much really um I, I will do it sometimes if I'm certain as to why they've fallen or if I'm happy with the reason so for example uh Thuavan Marseille obviously went out of um Europe still think he's pretty standard or pretty good for the um for the PB, I saw him drop 40 pence or whatever just by them going out. And I thought, well, because it looks like a short-term reaction, we'll probably see some kind of bounce back picked up. I, I think it was just 100 at that point. Um, it's now, again, back up to like £5. So if I know I'm happy to sit on him for a month or so, for it to recover at least, I think it's going to recover. I'll be happy to do it that way. Um, so like sometimes for an injury, for example, if it's not as bad as first you know, thought or whatever and they've taken quite a big dip and you're expecting people to be trying to eager to buy him back, um, I might have a look. Um, similar, I would say, if, for example, someone just gone really quiet. Um, I did it with Salah, picked him up, believe it or not, not that long ago, three weeks ago, around about £10, just above £10, because he'd just not done anything. But, you know, I saw their fixtures coming out pretty easy. I thought if he gets a couple of goals or whatever, we might see a rise. Obviously, that was, there was a lot of luck involved there. Got, he got a hat trick, and there's the whole rest of everyone else pulling him up at the same time now. Um, but again, I, I was quite happy as long as I can see the risk or I know why they've fallen and I know why I think they're going to go back up. I'm usually pretty happy to have a little a little dabble, but nothing, you know, loads, like nothing crazy or anything. 
Um, but but yeah, that, that's probably the only time I would use it as long as I know, and I, or at least I feel like I'm in control or it's a logical situation that I think will we'll work out, if that makes sense. Mm. For me, for me, I do kind of something similar to what uh, Lee mentioned Jay does, which is leverage myself into positions or if I've bought in bulk and then I see them drop and I still there's no reason for the drop I tend to buy more for example I think you mentioned uh, Ishmael Asar I was actually out when I saw him rise a ridiculous amount I, I knew he must have scored uh, a sensational amount of goals or a big PB score when I looked on the app he, he'd obviously scored a couple one of them being a screamer being young obviously he was going to rise but I obviously wish I bought more I think I had um, a few and then he'd gone down to nearly two quid and I kept just topping up a few um and i was still down on him before his his recent spike so if you can um if you can afford to and you still believe in that player and it's not pushing yourself over that limit of having too much of that player in your portfolio if you're kind of risk averse uh, which i tend to kind of try and advise people to be as as far as they can especially if you're new to the platform then that's kind of a good way to do it um, but we'll move on to another question. Uh, I think this one was probably the most liked, so maybe the most popular one. Um, this is from, uh, is it? I think it's from Index A8 or uh, from uh, Agatello. You often hear, be patient, do not panic when you see red, but also do not hesitate to sell at a loss if there are better opportunities. How do you decide which approach to take advantage of? Again, it's, uh, it's a very good question. Um it is a little bit <laughs> contradicting, isn't it? And it is something that I will probably say quite a bit. But again, I think it comes back to pretty much exactly what you've just said. It depends on that player and it depends on your confidence in that player. If you've just picked someone up on on a whim kind of where you think, you know, they might be good and then it was a bit of a rush of blood or something because they've just scored a goal and then they lose game-winning goal or something. And then you're sitting on someone that you see no future value on, then maybe yeah maybe it is best to, to cut that instead of just sitting there and hoping that he scores again within the next six months or something you know but as you said it, it <laughs> the patience thing comes in um, when like the perfect example you just gave there you're sitting on someone you're happy with them you know that there's something coming or you, you think you know that there's something coming that's going to push it up then happily sit on it and and just take that kind of that opportunity costs kind of, if that's the, the best phrase for it, I think, is that you're happy to hold that money and have it tied up um, for that for that short period of time because you think that what you've got is actually going to be better than, than taking the, the loss of commission and, and instant sell or whatever. Um, so I think it's very dependent on on the player that it is, the situation that that player is in as well. Um, that would be the main things for me. Um, and of course, cash that you've got available, if, you, if you're running off a couple of hundred pound portfolio, and you you've got, you know, most of it's tied up in this one player that's doing nothing. Then maybe it is better for you to, to take advantage of that and and get rid of that player to use the money elsewhere. But if you can afford to keep that money tied up, and it's not restricting you doing other trades that you would you think you're more likely to use, then by all means keep it sitting there. I would say that's really how I would look at it. Um, you usually like to keep a bit of a cash balance, so second part's not too much of a, of a problem so but sometimes if i do need to get rid of it then then i will just cut um cut parts that have, have been pretty stagnant for a while yeah i think opportunity cost is a great way to to put it isn't it and that question was actually by index 88 uh if i if i didn't give him any credit but uh lee thoughts on this one i think this really um thought-provoking question isn't it yeah i think um i'll try and come in for two angles rather than give a personal opinion that's probably a bit more helpful um i try not to look at the the color i just try and think about where the price might go uh 
whether that's over one week, one month, six months or a year, um, and then make a decision on that. I think from my strategy, it probably, probably gets a bit mixed up. It changes from time to time. Uh, I was trying to think of other traders. So, so RC, for example, it would have been good to have him on this. So um, he used to buy and sell regularly, as we know. Uh, opportunity cost was a big thing to him. Uh, they go up, he sells, move on to the next one. That was his um, that was his strategy, basically, and very effective. And then um, someone who I've never spoke to personally, um, but I, I listened to his podcast, and I think it it changed my not changed my thinking, but it made me feel uh, more relaxed and enjoy it a bit more. Um, Index Big Don. Um, He's just he's got loads of players. He's got about a thousand. And I think, yeah, he's got like four hundred, five hundred, doesn't he? But I think I think like he's got a really good outlook to it. Um, he, he he seems to not get carried away, and he just uh, texts, um, gets the dividends in every day, and um, doesn't doesn't look at the prices too too much, and just happy to see where they go. And he doesn't get obsessed with buying and selling. He, he thinks football index is a you know, a great product and uh, take the dividends now and, and, and maybe just worry about selling like in, in a couple of years' time when everything should be bigger. And I, I think um, I'll try to use both of those strategies that I've just mentioned. And um, yeah, so so that's just two views. So, um, and, and I, like, I like both of them uh, for different reasons. I think we, we, you asked me the other day, I wonder if uh, ASP sold any of his Neymar. And I went and asked him and he said uh, he'd bought more at the beginning of the season and bought more during the goals and assists uh, kind of panic when some money fell out of him, uh, which <laughs> which is ridiculous, isn't it? Those two guys just um, seem to have such a belief in the index that they, they won't sell until the, the timing is absolutely right or for, for some other reason. But I do think it's... Um, I do think that the main thing is that that red seeing the loss can be really hard to get used to. Used to. I mean, uh, I mentioned Ishmael Asar earlier that I'd done quite well with in terms of dollar cost averaging in, but sometimes it's not worked really well. And I've just kept buying as they get lower and lower. And then I'm like, is he ever going to bottom? And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Um, but I do think that if you do genuinely see opportunity where you know he's going to go up for one reason or another, whether that be a transfer link, whether it be a great performance or whether they're racking up a good score and you can tell people are going to buy and you sell, just kind of look at what your loss is going to be on them from an instant sell and commission perspective. Don't look at how much you are in the red. Just look at the actual capital that could be available if you sell that player right now, if that makes sense. Look at the current buy price, which we say so often all the time, don't we? Um, and then go and buy who you think is going to go up and hope, or if you've calculated it correctly, that that uh, upward swing is going to be um, enough to kind of cover the commission and the instant sell, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the the red. I, I do think people instant sell because it's red. I do think that. Like, I truly believe it that people think, okay, it's red. I'm going to instant sell because I don't like I don't like looking at it, and then it's gone out of my brain. And um, I think that can sting people sometimes. But obviously, um, there are reasons to sell in both red and green. Mm, mm, and buy so. more. I think it's in both colours. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> as we mentioned i think it's really hard to uh to look at that current price and like just actually eliminate the red and green sometimes i'm sure we've been on the index a long time that we always get tricked by it you always look at it and you're like oh should i sell him and then uh you look at the red and it might tip you over the edge which is uh i know for example lee you've had Murata for an absolute age i'm not sure if it, he's at a loss or, or, a, or a positive at the moment but you've obviously been looking at the current price yeah i'm thinking of buying some more seriously seriously. i'm only thinking of buying some more because i compared him to you know when i was doing that um those specific examples earlier actually compared him to some players and uh yeah quick plug there for Murata. but uh although he's become a a joke uh... he's actually become a joke in my portfolio that i'm more more than willing to uh to joke about him um but yeah, I've actually bought a, bought quite a few on his, on his drops and, and traded in out of him a few times. Uh, which which drop? Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he tends to keep going down to about two thirty, and then um, I think he went up to about two seventy. So I got rid of some then, and then I bought some more on the way back down. It kept going a little bit, <laughs> um, but I bought I bought some more again. So we'll see, we'll see where he goes. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean that guy. Uh, we're, we're not great friends but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird love rate uh hate relationship isn't it uh liam anything to add before we move on to the next question uh no i think i think that's good i mean i just on the Murata thing actually that was a part of the question but i am sitting on similar <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna just keep bullying you about it Lee, honestly <laughs> um but i i'm sitting on similar things i think the strikers have not taken the effect i thought they would because i did look at Morata a little bit with the europa league and stuff and i thought well maybe you know if, if he gets a couple of goals um but all of the you know out and out strikers that you expected to to go up really i'm now still sitting on most of them to be honest and they, they don't look great yeah, cavani higuain you know they've not scored the goals when you need them to and, and then all of a sudden they're down quite a bit. So I think everyone had the same idea, but then everyone sort of got out of it at the same time, a lot of it. Um, so it's interesting to see if that swings back around. Um, so, yeah, you're not the only one sitting on uh, strikers in the red. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I owe Higuain and in Karani as well. <laughs> so just to oh, make okay. me feel better. Uh, but, yeah, they are. Well, it is what it is. Um, what can you do? But I think that that leads us quite nicely onto the next question, which is from John Rennick uh, or Renwick. I, I never know how to correctly pronounce people's names, and that's ironic because uh, mine's mine's tough to pronounce. Uh, the the cycle just now appears to be investment in bigger players pre-split, and I think we've kind of alluded that that might continue if more money keeps coming into the index. What do you think will be the next two big cycles or trends, and why? Anyone uh, has a guess? Yeah, I'm happy to. Well, I'll try it a few down. Uh, maybe we can discuss what we think <laughs> between us. So, I think GNA has been halted by um, the share split. I really think that has potential to. Well, it's not called GNA, it's called Implied Divis. But I really think that's got potential for strikers. If people are a bit more sophisticated about how they're going to trade them, I don't think that's happened yet. Uh, I do think that's got a lot of potential and people seem to think it's like a poor, poor man's PB and MB, which I don't, I don't get. Like to say people aren't willing to accept it, but I think they're going to have to, uh, at some point. And, um, I think it will become as important as those two, possibly more important. We'll see what, how it develops. But, um, 
and I, I quite like it because I've always been into FPL, which is mainly goals and assists. Mate, that's where you get your points. And I've always believed that the PB matrix should be more um, more along those lines than um, sideways passes. So I, I quite like it. And I think that there is a big opportunity. I think the share split halted it, um, which is fair enough. But I think there's a big opportunity in the future for that whether that pans out i don't know but i think once people get over they don't need to buy and sell every 30 days and they can make money off the the price rise alone um i think that would i think that might come uh i think that might um be a be a big big finger a possible trend but i think a lot of those players have been sacrificed at the moment for the bigger players uh yeah yeah so, they definitely have so i think that and i think have. uh the mid range is uh, there's some good players there. You've just talk, talked about Bernaga. Well, let's check where he is. He's hanging in there for now. He's hanging in there. <laughs> what is he? Oh, I'm banking on these dudes. Um, <laughs> this is this is this has suddenly turned into a a live a live uh, a live show. Yeah. Us reacting to to BB scores, but I, I do agree, Lee. I do think that GNA or in play dividends is what they're called. I think when the penny drops about. We talked about that three-year hold being quite literal. That 30-day hold is being taken even more literally. When, if you think about it, it is just the same thing, but on a microcosmic scale, if that makes sense. Like, um, because people are buying in at different points, the baseline of these players should probably be higher. But that hasn't really the penny hasn't really dropped yet. No, I think it will. I think it will. Strikers in general, at all levels. Um will become more attractive to new users um, because of it. And um, I think I think uh, we haven't seen the full impact of that yet. I, I think people have, because they've seen the drops in it, and I think some of that due to shares, but they've sort of written it off in a way. I think uh, it could be a good opportunity for some people. Um, and but on the, the, on the flip side, sorry to just interrupt you, to play devil's advocate to, to you and myself, is it maybe too complex so that these new users that come on don't really understand it straight away? In terms of when you're under, when you're explaining the whole index, I, I, I found myself, the only reason I'm saying I found myself doing this last week when I was speaking to people who don't really know about <laughs> it, and it's like, oh, by the way, also there's this other thing. Uh, and this one's not three years, it's 30 days. And they were kind of like, oh, Jesus, what's this about? Yeah, no, I do. And I think that's probably why we've seen a lot of money go into younger players, because we've got these three these three different systems that you win. And people think, oh, that's a bit complicated. So I'll just put in good players that I think are going to go up, uh, good young players. So I think that, I think that's possibly why we've seen some younger players go up as well, is that, People thinking, oh, I'd, I'd rather just play like a, a football manager thing, and um, obviously that then snowballs. Uh, but I think there's some good mid-range ones there uh, across the whole index. We've seen defender drops; uh, they don't look as attractive to people at the moment, but they're you know in theory they're they're still going to turn around the same. And and, and Joshua Kimmich is at seven pound, so it's not impossible for defenders to go up a lot. Uh, Kimmich is at seven, uh, Ramos is about six, uh, and the rest are, you know, most of them are below three pain. So there's some huge, um, there's some huge uh, potential there, but uh, I think that might be a bit more longer term. Uh, we've got Champions League in Europa, 
Uh, so we could see some money going to those players, uh, possibly some of the cheaper ones as well. You, you tend to think people when people are buying for fixtures, they, they buy for the cheaper ones. So you, you might see some picks there. Um, yeah, and then you've got your transfers. Um, although I feel like transfers seem to be having, considering it's December the 16th, yeah, and well, yeah, I think there's not that many rumours. Um, I don't, not sure we'll get a big transfer um, in January. I don't know. Maybe Real Madrid might buy a striker. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, Chelsea possibly could buy a striker. Um, but well, you know, that, you know, there's a lot of teams in the Premier League. I do think that do need players. I mean, yeah. Arsenal have like. Two, I just uh, one fit centre back at the moment. Yeah, I just don't know whether it'll happen. But then again, <laughs> yeah. I also said Neymar no, would never go to Barcelona, and I never and I didn't think Alexis Sanchez would move in January. So <laughs> you, you mean PSG? I'm presuming. Uh, sorry, move move from Barcelona. Yeah, yeah I didn't think Neymar no, would move from Barcelona, and um, I didn't think Alexis Sanchez would, we'd have a massive story like Sanchez and Coutinho. I didn't. I didn't think yeah, he'd we got move. Van Dijk as well, didn't we? Last um, year we had a big January yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, big move. Yeah, it's a big January and. There's not really been that many rumours. This, I mean, the the Prem teams. I mean, Man City look like they're not going to spend a penny. Uh, Liverpool look pretty comfortable, so it's probably going to be on. Um, Spurs seem like they're skint, uh, so you're probably looking at Chelsea. Maybe might give Sarri a bit of money considering he's done well. Arsenal, I don't know. They seem to be plodding along, so I'm not sure they'll buy anyone um, in January. Um, so Chelsea maybe maybe United but I don't know if they trust Mourinho uh, but I think we could see on the continent you've you got uh, Real Madrid need are going to need a striker at some point uh, whether that's now or the summer and I think that could be a huge opportunity for uh, people on Football Index uh, Real Madrid will need a striker and possibly Barcelona might bring in someone Um yeah, so I think uh, transfers, we haven't really seen that in January. It feels like less of an impact. And I think it might be less of an impact because of the share split, because of GNA. And I think, um, yeah. yeah, there you go. So there's some options there. <laughs> there we <laughs> so we've <laughs> got goals and assists, European, European competition that comes up with the obviously the, the very attractive triple days that come in the quarterfinals. And obviously the Europa League goes with the last 32, which is a triple day, then the last 16, a double day, and then triple day, triple day uh, as well. Um, then we've had the mid-range uh, transfer rumours. Any others, Liam, that you think could happen? Or what, what's your what's your pick for maybe being the next one out of those four? Yeah, I mean... Uh, Without being in danger of repeating everything they just said, like they were pretty much the same ones, I would say. I think the main ones, um, something maybe pulling up a little bit from you know the mid range, as you said, because I think that's the next logical step is that Neymar continues to pull away the top ten, push on, and then the rest below, kind of the ones that win the dividends, like we said earlier, probably push on a little bit more. Um, I think, yeah, I totally agree about GNA. I think, or you know, looks like calling its real name, the in-play dividends. I think they definitely, definitely been uh, stifled a little bit by the the share split. I think as well at the minute because of that, anyone that like when I've tried to actively get involved in it, it's not gone very well most of the time. To be honest, like you end up buying and then all of a sudden, you know, they might score one or two goals, but by the time you get to the end of the day to even receive that dividend, they've already dropped more than they would have for winning that that goal so like you say it's more looking at 
do I just try and play it for the price appreciation, not even care about the dividends kind of thing? Um, so it's trying to get that balance right. But I think once more people start profiting off it, they become more popular. Totally agree about the fact that it should increase every player's value because people are buying at different times. It's like I recently topped up Messi and I was thinking, oh, that's nice, you know. All right, he's an expensive player. But it doesn't matter. I'm still going to get paid every time he scores now, which I wouldn't have got other than that for the next four games. I think. And it might feel like a discount. Might exactly. It? Yeah. It if he can it. pick up four or five goals over the next, over the four or five games he's got between now and when my 30 day period ends, um, like you say, it's 10p, 15p, some anything like that. They they can really add up, you know, as well. Exactly. They yeah. Play, it's in play divvies. Like I mean, I've been taking around 100 a week from it. I mean that's that's a lot of money, like four hundred pound, four hundred pound a month, like on top of my dividends. Like, is sometimes I don't do. I mean I've got quite a big port, but I don't do, you know, fifteen hundred sometimes in in dividends a month. And if you think I'm adding four hundred pound onto that, um, yeah, it can it can I think it can really make a difference. And I, I really think it's a good thing for new users to be able to enter the market at that point with not a lot of money, just like fifty pound and actually win something. Um unfortunately unfortunately at the moment they, they seem to be dropping off a little but I do think they'll change. Yeah, I think uh, it's all about the market sentiment, isn't yeah, it? It's, when people start yeah. hyping up the, the goals and assists or in play dividends then we'll see that maybe change, won't we Liam? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think and, and as I said, I think once people start actually managing to win from it, because I imagine as a new user you come in, you buy Mertens or Higuain he scores two and you're like oh great look his price has gone up and then you start seeing it fall and then by the day after everyone else has waited up till midnight to sell him or whatever and you're sitting on a negative you're thinking well what am I doing wrong so that you maybe give up on that a little bit it's how I would look at it as a new user I think possibly if it doesn't go quite to plan but I think once that starts once it becomes more popular once more money goes into it I think that it will start to look better. It'll be like a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. It will start to look better. It starts to work better. People put more money in it and it goes up again. A bit like we're seeing with the top players, really. Self-fulfilling. It just happens as naturally kind of thing. So, yeah, I think that's probably the big two for me. And then, obviously, every year the Champions League is, is a big one as well, especially as you get closer to the end uh, of the season. But um, I think a lot of them will already be covered by one of the other brackets, if that makes sense. So they'll already have seen a rise before we get to that point. Maybe they get an extra one, um, but but they'll, they'll definitely go up as well, I think. So there's lots to look forward to, really, I would say. Yeah, definitely lots to look forward to. Anything to add, uh, Lee, before we move on? Nope, nope. FI underscore T, will anyone ever score uh, over 400 on Performance Buzz? Well, I never say never, you know. What, what, what's the top now? Are we at 360 or something? Did Neymar hit 360? I think it's definitely Neymar with John right? Stones. Which one is it? I don't I, know. Yeah. Neymar, is it? I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, actually. I feel like... Oh, is, it, is it 359, something like that? I'm not sure if Neymar beat it recently. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think he might have done. But, I think Neymar but might have done. I definitely think someone like a Ronaldo or Messi has the... Or maybe more so Messi potentially even Neymar if they score four in a game uh can definitely hit 400 I think we saw was it did it did Messi score five against Leverkusen in the Champions League game like a few years back um memory if memory serves yeah, me correctly but someone's gonna someone need to like net him. four with a game with goal yeah someone's gonna yeah 100 yeah. and, and 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 have done a lot of other things as well in the game um not sure we'll see this season we'll see but it's possible or maybe some something stupid like True, Tony Cruz yeah. scoring two goals. Yeah, I think I think um, something I think, like that. I think uh, the index should 
pay out if that happens. <laughs> pay out an extra just to everyone. They don't. They don't have to. They don't have to <laughs> own them. Just here's five p. If you're, if, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I have. I have said that. I mean, you joke. You joke. But like, um, there is that. No, like people have talked about. Like, well, how can we make this um, scoring matrix a bit better? And I have talked about how it's strange, isn't it, that Neymar scoring three sixty and Neymar scoring one ninety on a on the same in the same kind of triple day or whatever if they both win they get both they both get paid out the same do you ever think we could see a situation where if you score more points like an fpl you get paid out more if that makes sense i mean it's a great idea but i just think from a company perspective it would be quite difficult maybe how do you manage how do you manage that risk it's hard enough to predict dividend payouts now for them i imagine but so when you add in that to it as well like you're relying on everything that every time someone gets booked they'd be just like celebrate in the office like it's five pound less to pay out or whatever you know so i think it would be quite difficult it would be a good idea if they could incorporate somehow maybe some kind of multiplier if you get over 300 then we'll times it by 1.2 or you know something like that or pay for it pay for a hat trick that'd be nice like an extra payment like they could add to goals and assists by saying we'll pay an extra 2p if you if you get a hat trick so instead of 6p you get eight I mean, that could really go down well, something like that. Or looking at that, that's a goal to assist, looking at that. I've seen um, Team of the Week or Team yeah, of the Month. Yeah, or something yeah. Like that on PB. Man of the match, man of the could match. Could be payouts, nice. Maybe. Yeah, it could be something nice there. I don't know. Uh, They're just ideas. I, I talked about, yeah. um, how, quite similarly, the goals and assists. If players score more than one game in a row, I think there could be some sort of multiplier effect in the future. That would be quite interesting. If you then you'd say, see if, say, you know, a Suarez or a Messi or someone at a big club scores in five, six games in a row, that multiplier could get so big that even if they are a big player and, and a high price player, that they could see an effect because of uh, in play dividends. But um, you know, we're, we're not working for a football index, and we're not uh, we're not Kieran, who I'm sure has lots of ideas, probably better than ours. <laughs> It'll just show, show though, what potential it's got, right? That's the good thing, that we can come up with all these different payment ideas and, you know, shows that one day something like that could could happen. <laughs> uh, Liam, any, any ideas? Any other bright ideas from uh, No, I think I'm all out. I need to lie down. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's, that's a very good point, though. I think that is that it shows how... Uh, how they can take this anywhere i think in, in terms of where they want to go they've clearly set out the path now with with gna and uh, it, got, it got the maybe a little bit of a rocky start but i think that's obviously the way they want to go a little bit more they've not taken away anything we originally got which is great um so i, I think it's a it's a good foundation if you like just to, to move it forward and the good thing is as well as as ever really from a company point of view is that they can always make us happy by giving us more money. And that's that's the thing it, it always comes back to is that people complain on Twitter and people are saying it's this and they need to do that and they're terrible. They add a little bit more money in and, and all of a sudden it's back to this great this great platform. You know, everyone, I believe that all along, obviously, but, you know, some people that gave up or were like, oh, this is terrible, they're doing this wrong, they're doing that wrong. There's there's always there's always ways for that for them to to rectify or whatever you know to keep people happy and keep people in, in the game kind of thing. So so I think it's good. I think we're on the right track. Definitely so. And we're going to end off the sh- uh, end up the show. And this could go on for quite a while. What are your 2019 predictions for football index, Lee? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see some growth early part of January, Feb. We I think we always have traditionally. 
Um, so I think we'll see some growth there. Um, obviously, the I think the new GNA um, mechanic might people might get a bit more used to that. Uh, the order book is going to be exciting. Uh, hopefully, that will cut spreads a little. Um, that will be, that will be nice. Um, but hopefully, move from strength to strength. Um, I see the adverts. I seem to see the adverts more and more. So I think the main thing is for us is for we want new users. I mean, people get obsessed about price points and people moving. 10p and things but the main thing is is that the index grows and gets um what are we at 200,000 signups we you know we get to 300,000 400,000 signups over the next uh one year to 18 months so i think that's the main focus so uh hopefully the advertising um we'll see we'll see more of that but i'm definitely seeing more on sky sports i see you regularly now um the advert um so hopefully we'll see more advertising and um, more people signing up. That's my big hope. And hopefully more territories. Uh, I noticed there'd been a few Irish and, and Swedish users. Um, so, we, you know, I think uh, new territories would be good. And uh, hopefully it just continues to develop. Uh, Liam, any uh, predictions? Yeah, I mean, exactly the same as that. I think the, the growth is a big thing, as you say, probably bigger than... Uh, the actual money in it at the moment for longevity if you like um but for me yeah i think we're hopefully going to carry on seeing that if we can keep constant not so much even constant growth but constant positive sentiment constant everyone not everyone's always going to be happy but constant you know um the majority is happy is kind of content with their money being in there um keep the growth coming i think we'll probably see as you say order books will be a big thing uh, how they roll that out is going to be very interesting um but then yeah the share split and everything i think will carry us through the first quarter very well i expect hopefully to be that could be one of the best times i think i've had on the index in terms of profit if, if it goes the way that i think everyone is expecting it to um god help us all if it doesn't go the way everything you know everyone is expecting it to because that's when uh, it all gets very aggy on uh, social media and stuff but and i think i think we should be good i'm looking forward to next year i think personally as well um, i'm going to try and find a bit more time for it as we're saying to before i'm a little bit um out of the loop sometimes at the minute i've not had so much time for it i've just been spending an hour here and there kind of tweaking um but yeah, for personally, as I mentioned to you as well, I've got some big things coming up for kind of working on the index or like trying to get something else out of it kind of thing. So it should be it should be a good year, I think, hopefully. I think we'll see 300 or so thousand users by the end of 2019. That's being really conservative. Um, I, I think we should probably see more towards 350, 400. I think if they could double the business. I think when they came on um, the pod in, uh, was it March 2018? They said that their 2018 goal was to double the business. Whether or not they did that, I'm not too sure if anyone has any stats. But I think it will be the same the same thing, double double to triple the business. That will be their aim. You want to have those like really... Um, ambitious goals and, and see where they lead to i think that uh we'll see them probably start communicate communicating better as they have done um i'm i think we'll hopefully see a big improvement in the tech that's something that i think we'll see 
Uh, I don't know if anyone agrees with that. Do you think the the app will get better? Do you think the website will become better? Yeah, I don't think the app. Honestly, I said a lot of good things. I think the app can get much worse right now. Um, it's pretty. Uh, I think that's the only reason. That's my only defense of them is that they're not updating it or sorting out this lag problem later on the iOS. Uh, I mean, the app is the app's bad, isn't it, at the moment? <laughs> yeah, I think they're not sorting it out. I think hopefully because they're so close to producing the next one or the next update that that sorts it all out. I think is hopefully the only reason that they're kind of not reacting to how bad it is. Um, but yeah, so hopefully I think tech could be a big thing. I think, you know, um, they may start using stats more. Hopefully that, that could have a big effect as well. If they start giving people the data straight away, you sign up, you click on a player and you're seeing stats about that player, that could completely change your strategy from the from the outset. You know, if you, you may not look at Mbappe as being that great anymore when you see that he's not won that much dividend in the past or whatever, or, you know, you may look at someone else better. Again, I own Mbappe. That's not yeah, trying to put him down or anything. <laughs> it's just the first example that comes to your head is that you, you might start looking at investments differently, maybe, uh, when you have that more information available. So it could change it in that way as well. Um, but yeah, I think tech could be a big thing next year, hopefully. I think that's my 2019 prediction. Uh, an improvement in the tech it's just in general i think that um it's time for football index to pull their finger out in that regard and i think they'll do it I, i'm kind of positive that they'll achieve it by 2020 we'll have like a very robust platform that will make it far easier to to acquire users and maybe the type of users that they want people that have come from more of like a trading or investment background who are looking at this thing who that, that seems like a bit of a game at first but then they realize that there's real money to be made yeah, definitely. I mean, just one example, really. When I went, I uh, went to to Wembley with them. I won the competition last year or something. It was a Nigeria game, and um, the other guy that had won it, I uh, can't remember his, his name now. I follow him on Twitter, but he was uh, he was a banker. He was uh, uh, one of the big banks in the city, and he says that he does this thing because they're not allowed to uh, they're not allowed to trade in anything else because of his job. Well, he is allowed, but they have to get so many sanctions and stuff that by the time you can pull out of a trade that you're already down. So he says, that's this is where all my money goes because it, it relates to my job, it's trading. But it's, you know, I can do it because it's not trading, you know. So it, it really hits those type of people. I thought it was a great target. Um, and he was a really smart guy as well and he was doing really well off it. So like you say, if they can hit those kind. I know they, they do hit London a lot with the advertising anyway, but as you say, if they can get the platform up to that to that standard as well, so that someone who you know spends all day looking at Bloomberg or isn't going to come onto it and think, "What is this? Like, who made this a ten-year-old kind of thing?" Um, should be good. So yeah, it should be. Good. I think I think it's about getting it. Um, it can't be over overly no, no, complicated, but at the same time, it could be more sophisticated. I think is the. It, it, yeah, we don't want to overcomplicate yeah, too much of anything. Well, well, here's here's a question: Do you think do you think something like Betfair Exchange is too complex? I don't think Betfair um, is, but I think going beyond that, might yeah, be. yeah, going beyond that, maybe just giving them people the option, you know, like having more options on players so that they don't people don't have to use it, but to be able to see certain data or whatever. Because as obviously, I, I saw the reaction that, or you were telling me about the reaction you got to some of the uh, the videos for the for the. Uh, the what's it called order books yeah order book order book so, video, yeah. so obviously we don't want to make it too complex that it's put in because obviously there is a lot of people on this that are just regular gambling people people who enjoy football and enjoy betting which is makes up a large part of the market so as you say you don't want to try and isolate them or make them feel like this is overwhelming yeah, sure. or anything because it could easily get like that um but 
but no, I, I agree. I think if they make it somewhere in between, it's a nice balance, maybe just giving people the option to do stuff, whether it's not mandatory, you know, different filters, here's the stats you might need or whatever, but you don't have to use them. I think that would, that would be, yeah, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, you want to ease people in rather than kind of throw them into the deep end, don't you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, chaps, I think uh, I think we've been on long enough. I've taken <laughs> enough of your... Uh... Sunday morning slash uh, afternoon. Uh, Lee, you're usually terrible with technology, so it usually takes us a, a little while to, to get going. But where can people find out more about you on Twitter, etc.? Yeah, so on Football Index SD, uh, SOTD. Um, yeah, just feel free to ask me anything or comment on anything I post. And uh, yeah, you can find me there. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm mainly on, on Twitter with at uh, Football Index LM. Um, I've not been around too much. So I will, if anyone is listening, that I have potentially not replied to or whatever. I've not been around too much recently, so I apologise for that. But my DMs are always open. I like to chat to people and stuff. Um, so feel free to always ask anything. Um, hopefully, I should have a lot more content coming up as well over the, the next couple of months. I used to do some writing and, and whatnot, so that should be good as well. Um, keep an eye out for that, guys. Hopefully, it's kind of helpful <laughs> definitely keep an eye out and uh, definitely follow these two chaps and uh, hopefully if you're on your commute this has made it a little bit easier and if you're not on your commute doing whatever you're doing walking the dog cleaning your bathroom as, as some people have told me that they do while listening to this podcast then uh, please do enjoy whatever you're doing thank you very much for listening 